Welcome to the Heart of Soul podcast, an exploration of who you are, what you are, and why you are, offering new ways to investigate age-old questions at the heart of you. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for listening to the Heart of Soul podcast. This episode completes our money conversation from last time. We address why spiritual people tend to have money problems, what coming from an emotional lack looks like when relating with money, the unholy marriage of money and compensatory will, money versus meaning seeking, and of course, much more. And finally, one more announcement. Tomorrow on June 17th, 2023, in the Clubhouse app, our friend Eric Grace will host a gathering of EBE and soul mentors to talk about identity and answer questions for participants. That'll be at 10.30 a.m. Pacific time on Clubhouse in the Holy, that's with the WH, the Holy Human Club, Stay Spree, Eric, myself, and others will be there. And when we get together, interesting things tend to happen. So I hope you can make it. Look for the invite if you like uh, in the show notes, or you can just uh, Google, or not Google, go on Clubhouse and look for a whole human club. Google might get you there too, who knows. If you can't make it and want to email questions for us to field, you can email me at joseph, J-O-S-E-F, at clearandopen.com. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome forward, everybody. Hello, Stace. Thanks for being here. I love when you Hello. wear purple. Something special yes. about when you wear purple. <laughs> uh, so we're going to complete the money conversation today, but we're probably going to talk about a bunch of other things because there's a lot arising in time and space and elsewhere at the moment. Um, we were talking briefly before I hit the record button about money and control as possibly mm -hmm. a, a door in. Um, any thoughts on where to start today? Yeah, I do, actually. So, you know, you don't need to have a high CQ to uh, realize that reality at the moment in our world is basically a dumpster fire uh, mm. at the moment of polarized uh, craziness, basically. Mm. Um, presidential, possible presidential candidates talking about uh, the size of penises uh, between <laughs> Trump and uh, DeSantis. Um, uh, it, it's just one example. Of They're not doing the, that again, are they? Oh, oh, it went to another level there. It came up the, again. The Trump people, the Trump people's figure, they've got to, um, stave off DeSantis. So they're calling them little D and on purpose, a double meaning DeSantis and little, little penis. Um, so, uh, wow. this is the level of juvenility, uh, that, that supposedly someone who wants to not maybe the, the, the most important uh, leadership uh, seat in the world, but one of them certainly mm. uh, is at this level of uh, uh, juvenility. So that's just one example of the dumpster fire. And, and what, what happens is all of us, all of us uh, in this case, whether we're consciously tracking or not, in my opinion, just in my opinion, are, uh, are em employing some sort of muffling, a control-based muffling, a shrinking of our world to uh, keep us, if you're, at least you're, if you're porous to what's going on in the world, from, uh, from the, the, um, the stuff reaching us too deeply. So they, we kind of hunkered down, and uh, it triggers up our, our control aspect that's part of our, of course, emotively and authentic uh, um, being. And uh, so in that sense, uh, what I wanted to start with today was how all of our relationships to money or how we've been conditioned to um, relate to our to money 
is uh, is always from lack. Mm. In other words, this this is why no matter how many yachts Bezos uh, uh, can get, um, it's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. Um, the whole the whole way reason we became conditioned to relate to money from lack is because our self has been conditioned to come from lack. Mm -hmm. uh, we never got fed in the heart and soul in childhood. So every domain, not just money, is infected in, to some degree. Maybe money and sex the, bulk, the most. Mm -hmm. um, um, but all domains are infected with a coming from lack. And this is exactly what Eastern esotericism um, has noted about conspicuous um, um, consumption uh, um, uh, worldviews of the West and always has with the West being invested into self-gratification uh, as opposed to self-annihilation uh, right. as the East has been. So in that sense, um, it's, no, it's, uh, it's no surprise that we all come from money, come to money with from lack. And it's that that then that lack has to be covered over by a control and that control usually, one way that I would put it is um, it, it, it creates a relationship with money rather than to money. Now, that, that may sound like a small uh, distinction, mm -hmm. but as soon as you create a relationship or orient unconsciously to a relationship with money, and that's usually the way people phrase it, um, uh, you're, you've already nounified it like a, like a person that you're having a relationship with. Uh, and, and that way you get invested from lack in having that at least uh, be full because you don't we don't feel full on the inside somewhere. Most people know, don't track how empty they feel on the inside, of course. Mm -hmm. So if that well, makes let, me, sense, let me insert something here. I was just talking with my beloved last night about this um, feeling, I think probably related to that. I was uh, uh, on the eve of receiving my new Mac, which I have alive and lit up next to me. I'm so excited about it because it's going to make video editing these things and other things so much easier. Uh -huh. But I was feeling how I'm at a point where I'm, I make enough money that I can buy whatever I want. And uh -huh. because I don't need to have a Ferrari or Bugatti or whatever, I drive a, you know, $8,000 truck. That's a 2004. Uh -huh. And I have the house of my dreams already. I, I don't want for anything. And the yeah. result of that, and it's relatively recent, and the result of that is there's a sadness there mm -hmm. because I I can no longer have this tape that ran for like, you know, the first 45 years of my life that's like, one day when I have enough money, then I'll be happy. Uh -huh. And right. I got to a point where, and it's very fortunate for me, of course, because not everybody has that, but it seems seemed to me like it's a good, it's a productive dead end, right? Like I've dead ended somewhere in me. And I never, you know, of course I was a pretty intellectual and spiritual person. I never really believed consciously that money would make sure. me happy, but sure. there that scarcity is in the unconscious anyway. Right. You have right. to, For most of us, you have to feelingly and embodyingly dead end that um, yeah, yeah. to be able to feel the, um, the, what's underneath that is a meaningfulness lack. Yes, exactly. That Always. money was holding in some placeholder way. Yeah, good way to put it, Joseph. Yeah, that's um, and and you know that's that. Well, let's go there for the moment. Then um, this 
this uh, coming from lack because we're already starving on the inside heartfully and soulfully but unconscious of that fact we unconsciously reach for money to fill in the gap of wholeness fullness and meaningfulness that we lack um, and so uh, we get hooked into this that money creates happiness now this is a slippery a slippery set of words put together in one sentence mm-hmm. because uh I can understand when people say money create, uh, gives us happiness, depending on how they define the word happiness, mm-hmm. right? Um, but as we said last time, uh, when you're full with a real meal, you push away from the table. But when you're not, you stay eating um, because you've never gotten actually nourished by that which you were eating. Mm-hmm. And so you stay at it. And that's the definition of a drug, of course. Mm-hmm. So for for identity, uh, happiness is for insects. Uh, ha- happiness is uh, not having to worry about survival mm-hmm. more than it is all the toys you can buy or not buy. It's about survival. And so happiness is a pretty sh- is the shallow waters for identity. Um, a joy, joy now is a whole other dynamic, and mm-hmm. you, no one can actually feel or embody, as you just said, embody a state of joy about their monetary world until they are reaching down into um, some core unconscious um, uh, placeholding, like you just said, that's uh, that's working itself out. And this also explains the dynamic I experienced of the more money I made, the more I worried about money. Yes. Because it's like, you can never get enough of what doesn't nourish you. One of my favorite quotes of yours. And also the, the, the more you're getting, what doesn't really nourish you, the more you have to grip on it to try to wring out the meaning and fulfillment out of it. That's not actually in it. So exactly right. Yeah. You you know, more money or more, whatever it is, you got to, grip you have to have more control about it yes and so then i noticed i started to trust life less and whereas like you know my uh you know business revenue would dip a little bit uh it dipped just a few weeks ago about 30 percent it's still double what it was five years ago and i'm like i was like five (laughs) times as worried and when i finally saw that i was like okay so it dipped but i'm still way above where i used to be and there's really nothing to worry about. Why am I more worried than I was when I was making half as much? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Until yeah, I started yeah. to unravel it. Yeah. If, uh, uh, so what, to qualify for a state of joy would require exactly a unpacking and realizing and not getting uh, less triggered by a yeah. state that might be arising, right? Uh, for, for identity, um, uh, especially since 2012. This is where 2012 comes in here too, because before we were supported to manifest uh, through will mm. uh, states of um, uh, uh, um, gratification uh, in a way that we're not able to do anymore. Uh, the new yin divinity that rules the ages, uh, her, the sun has the sun, at least in the and not in Germany, <laughs> the young <laughs> sun has set and the yin moon has risen, and now it's about a, a quarter of the way, a third of the way uh, up the off away the horizon to the to the um, what do they call the um, not the apex the uh, um, bottom the nadir no the top the opposite the top apex of, is uh, the top 
Yeah, but that's the outside of the top. Uh, oh yeah, there's uh, another word. There's I a can't... word for the inside of the top. Anyway, yeah. uh, that. Oh, by the uh, way, if, uh, you made a quick reference. I don't want to leave people hanging. In German, uh, the oh, yeah. because it's a three gender. There's male, female, and neuter in German. And fascinatingly, uh, <laughs> it's son in their language is feminine, die Sonnen, and yeah. der Mund is uh, a masculine. They they masculinize the moon, which. We could probably go on a short sidebar as to what's going on in their psyche, causing them to do that. Well, well uh, I can, with about 12, 11 or 12 dots, I can connect that to uh, the rise of Nazism and the dupability of their of them to Hitler. Not everyone, but a, mm -hmm. a majority enough to um, be cowed by his um, and, and seduced by his message of uh, glory, returning glory to Germany after the ignominious loss in World War One. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But anyway, back to our topic. Yeah. Um, yes. Thanks for that, though. That's a good thing to do. Uh, so oh, we're not supported to manifest money or relationship uh, or our soulmate or anything else we want uh, in the way we have been for well, about 130,000 years. So uh, now we're supposed to get stiller and draw, yin-like, draw to ourselves our bounty, beauty, bounty, and meaning, as opposed to trying to manufacture with our will beauty, bounty, and meaning. And of course, so many of these uh, Scientological, NLP, I mean, there's so, so many paradigms that are still, even even decent ones that oh, are- Oh, I didn't connect. I didn't connect that. Yeah, I collectively call those the self-empowerment paradigms. Right. And I've been really right. feeling itchy and wanting to write a series about where they came from and the flaws with right. them. And it didn't occur to me really until you said that, like that they're going to be the first to go because they're yes. the most willful. Yes, exactly. It's a, let's just say the spiritual um, a power cord connecting humanity and spirituality was pulled. That plug has been pulled, mm -hmm. and so that whole uh, self empowerment basis par based paradigms are reaching at empty air these days, and so a lot of them still don't realize it. It's, you try to stop a freight train, a hundred car freight train going a hundred miles an hour, you turn off the engine and it's, it's going to glide for a long time. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on there. So in that sense, we can't, we can't manufacture or create our own reality as a way to uh, um, um, make money uh, in our topic today. Mm -hmm. it's, we have to wait for it to find us trusting in a surrender-based yin way compared to a manifest action yang way, um, we have to trust that our, our emerging authentic emoto soulful wholeness will draw to us exactly the amount of money, exactly the amount of, of meaning, and exactly the amount of uh, bounty, beauty, bounty, and meaning that we can handle at any one moment. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it, that is a whole other seed of being that is just not embodied by the by the vast vast majority of people still, uh, even though we're over ten years into the 2012 switchover to Yin divinity. So if we change the definition of happiness as um, actually a drug, because it's it's it, 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 it's based in coming from lack, uh, you get happy when you no longer feel pressured that you have too little. Uh, okay, yeah. Now, now I'm happy, content. I heard uh, Ajashanti once was talking about um, uh, eating, and he's like, "Do you eat until you're full, or do you eat until your state changes?" 
And I thought that was <laughs> yes. really clever. Yeah, I, I, I had right. eaten after dinner last night. I, I was feeling really done. And I, 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 I'd done a little bit of overeating recently. And so I was trying to back off to lose some of that uh, extra pounds that I, and I don't gain weight easily. So it, um, it was uh, time, time to back off a little. And then I saw this papaya that like it was really ripe and it needed to be eaten. And I started to like, oh, well, I'll just eat it. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't actually need this. Why am I reaching for it? And there was, what, what's going on here? And it's it, food and money have so much in common that way. There's just like, oh, well, why wouldn't I want more? I mean, it's yeah. like, it's gonna make it's me feel right, better. It's sitting right there begging you to eat it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I have the same neurosis with wine. Um, even mm-hmm. though I drink about half the wine I did uh, uh, five or 10 years ago, these days, um, uh, if there's, you know, this much left in the bottle, I, I can't leave it in the refrigerator. If it's a white, you know, I can't leave it in and breed look always looks at me like I'm out of my mind. You know, uh, I, well, there's only a little bit left. I'm going to, I got to finish it. Yeah, sure. And, and so, and then I, I, I drink it and then I realize because sometimes it's just fine. Other times when it kind of backs up on me and I can, I have a really good track with uh, the effect of things I put into my mouth, mm-hmm. um, uh, what their effect is. Uh, I, I know I, I shouldn't have done that, but mm-hmm. I still have that neurosis occasionally um, to do exactly that same thing. Uh, just drink, fin- finish it because it's right there. Yeah. It's uh, like, where, where yeah. are we coming from in ourselves when we make that decision about like, you know, well, it's, you know, there's just a little bit left, you know, or same with like clearing your plate, which we're conditioned to do as children. Usually yes. like clear your plate, yeah. not like eat until you actually feel yeah. that you're nourished, but that's not what we get. I, my um, my serious relationships that I live where I lived with a woman over was not not that many in my life four of them, uh, uh, every every one of them uh, I always since I was a young kid I always I, my plate is never all the way uh, uh, empty almost never uh-huh. and I've always gotten shit for that uh, my whole life from my parents and don't waste it there's kids in China starving oh not right. anymore ma you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, of course there is, uh, but you get the point here is that, that I, I stop when I wanted to stop naturally. And I was only malconditioned to finish the plate to please my parents or the expectation. Right? Oh, I definitely did. Yeah. For me, it was like one of the ways I got seen as a child was my ability to eat copious amounts of food. So it was mm-hmm. like an athletic achievement for me. And uh, I can still eat a lot. I don't as much as I, but I used to be able to eat like, you know, like I could probably compete in eating competitions and do okay. <laughs> well, after after uh, um, your uh, beloved and you found each other to to see, yeah, <laughs> she we has both. the same capacity. Yeah. It's astounding to That's me. That's a soul species both- thing. It is, but you're both slim, uh, uh, trim people. You yeah, know? that's that's so a Raphaelite thing. See our yeah. series on soul species. It seems to be part of that, at least for some of us. And yeah, and so I still to this day, I always finish whatever's on my plate, and I didn't really think about it until just now because there's sort of an achievement. Like, look what a achiever I am. Look what a good person I am. But I'm not yeah. I'm coming from the outside in when I do that. So I'm going to pay closer attention. Well, like we said, uh, thank you. Um, great uh, sidebar there. So in the track we're on, um, last time we talked about um, uh, the difference between a meaning seeker and a money seeker. Um, that's really where the, the road bifurcates. Uh, and we want money to provide meaning. And this is why a lot of times spiritual people struggle with money. 
because they're mm. they're naturally sort of have a seat of being that prioritizes meaning over money. But since they're like everyone, uh, spiritual people are just as malconditioned and starving from uh, childhood and societal lack of soul food. Um, what we're going to do in, in that case is um, actually you may have a spiritual meaning uh, conscious track but you will have a money-seeking track coming from lack to some degree in the unconscious. Now, what that does, it gives a dissonant energy message to the universe, to spirit. Um, well, I want I want meaning, but I need money. And that's and the tricky part is that's also true in a, in a reasonable way. So it gets all gnarled up on the inside. Mm -hmm. And that, that just really makes it difficult to draw from your spiritual meaning seat of being sufficient money to take care of business, so to speak, the business mm -hmm. of life. Uh, so in that sense, uh, w w w until we're fully seated, more fully seated, never done, uh, more fully seated in our emoto-soulful authenticity, the more our meaning um, seeking starts to pay off. Uh, I, I and, uh, Only for a short nine or 10, um, uh, a year span, 2004 to 2015, that's 11 years, um, did I have a modicum of not worrying about money? Um, and so, and that was never making more uh, pre-tax about $75,000, $80,000 a year, which is still mid lower middle class, middle class at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, it was middle class. Now it's almost lower middle class. Um, and so, uh, I but it was comfortable. And and Bree and I together, we made enough to have a year's worth of uh, money in the bank, um, and, uh, and no worry about uh, the revenue stream in our life because we were busy, you know, six days a week, five days a week at that, that, that ten or eleven year period. Mm -hmm. When that collapsed, as it should have. Um, uh, then again, um, I was forced, even though we both uh, had enough money in the bank to survive, uh, the revenue stream absolutely stopped uh, for about four years. Mm -hmm. So we went down. Uh, all of our savings got used up, basically, uh, we, even though we were very uh, careful. But uh, at the time, then at one point in 2017 or 2018, we were down to $7,000 savings. Whoa. And that was the lowest i've i've had in my and i was in my 60s mm -hmm. this was really scary so now things are rebooting again um, but in that sense um all that necessity of the collapse had to reboot and it took uh, me four or five years just speaking from my side uh to re get rebooted up to the meaning based um, to start and surrender based with yin divinity to start drawing more and now the the uh, trickle has turned into um, uh, a sporadic but steady um, interest since we just came back from Europe, Bree and I. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm getting requests now from, for, to do two, three reads a week, which wow. it was two, three we reads uh, every three months that I was getting before. And Bree's got more people knocking on her door. So in that sense, we both had to, the the collapse forced us both to go inward um, and look at where some of our inauthenticity was still needed some attention, uh, our, our our green, as we say. 
So in that sense, uh, we were finally on board with uh, the new program, but <laughs> it took from 2015 to what, 2023? How, how long is that? Eight years? Eight years, yeah. Eight years to get to get uh, up and running again. But we stayed true to the meaning. Um, neither of us panicked, and uh, uh, Brie had a little more malconditioning about money than me, and I've got nine years, I'm nine years older than her, so I've had a little longer to process that particular domain. Um, so uh, it's all working pretty well at the moment. It looks to get rosier in the future. But but in that sense, uh, I walked away personally to be personal here. I've spoken about this before. I walked away from both a medical career and a singer songwriter uh, career, both uh, based on my uh, knowledge, internal uh, compass uh, uh, to, that told me uh, what, what I was born to do this life. So I've been living in trust of divine being uh, uh, my whole life and never had to live on the street. Always money came, always money came. So that's, but that's why it's so hard for spiritual people to really um, gather much money. They're giving a mixed message to, <laughs> to divine being because, and again, all, with all compassion, our psychology and our philosophical-based um, psychological and spir spiritual and philosophical paradigms just don't don't recognize how much they're all just looking at who we are today and trying to deal and cope with all that and diagnosing all problems from that without realizing that two thirds of us is not our real self. What's the mis mixed message? The the mixed message is that consciously the spiritual people want to surrender to meaning as their basis of life. But inside, they're still starving for themselves uh. from lack. So that's going to absolutely create some sort of over-attachment to money to fill in that hole. Um, an emotional lack. Emotional lack, Because yes. they're, they're using spirituality to override or repress or yeah. transcend emotional wounds. Exactly right, because that's what most of them have taught them to do, yeah. not not go deeper toward negative emotions instead mm. of coping with or trying to get away from negative emotions. You have to go. I just had a talk with someone who asked to read uh, this past week. They were astonished to hear that our picture of things says to go further into so-called negative emotions hmm. because um, we we don't see any emotions as negative. Uh, mm -hmm. We see them only as message bearers, as flag bearers of internal unconscious suffering. Uh, so we have to go further into all of our negative emotions. And that's no more really applicable, uh, equally applicable in the world of money. Uh, because if you're suffering from lack and don't have enough, or as you, you said in your situation, you've got plenty, but still got a motor or some sort of cycle <laughs> running in there that worries more the more money you have. Mm -hmm. There's proof in the p hypothesis right there, yeah. you know, th uh, that way. Like more money so I can what? I don't yeah. want anything else that I can. It's more money to have more money. I, yeah. I, I compare that to uh, it's like stockpiling gasoline because uh, without knowing where you want to drive to. Like, That's I don't know where I want to drive to, but I want to make sure I got a lot of gas. So when I figure out where I want to go, I have enough. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, that's that, really crazy. Talk about being out of the now, huh? Mm -hmm. With that, talk about projecting the future from a, a wound-based past or a lack-based past. I, I had a thought recently, um, I turned it into a, a haiku, but the, the idea was that um, uh, the one of the central aspects of our green and authentic self is that 
um, it thinks that we can feel love while repressing emotional pain. Yes. It, that's oh, the class. That's, the, that's like the most upstream cake and eat it too dynamic. It oh, tries to boy. play traffic cop with emotion and get the good right. ones and repress the bad ones. And it just and doesn't think that work. They'll arrive at love. Yeah. Like if it just traffic cops enough and yeah. organizes some like, you know, set of structures and I'll use these structures to repress this pain and I'll have these structures to increase the good emotions and it can organize it all. And all it does is just get exhausted and hurt itself more in the process. Um, absolutely right. It's a, it's literally a Sisyphus uh, um, mm -hmm. end game. Uh, mm -hmm. It never resolves, but there's another twist in this, which we have to include because everything we've said so far is demonstrable, both feeling on the inside and sort of showable on the outside, except that when we're busy uh, traffic copping, negative emotion and hoping to get to some inner state of peace and love, forgetting that love is an emotion. And if there's no negative emotions, if you stop one stream of emotions, you're going to impede another stream of emotion. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just crazy. So in that sense, uh, uh, while we think we, we're, we're going to repress negative emotions, for example, in order to will to manifest, we're doubling up on the malconditioning uh, and, and tying ourselves into a knot without ever knowing. But but the, the quirk is because the world is based on will to manifest and false malconditioning to happiness, sometimes that traffic hopping will bring in money yeah. because you're resonating with the inner lack that's that completely um, uh, 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 fills our world consciousness. Yeah. It's um, the same way you trying to use meditation to calm your mind is a, mm -hmm. a trap because it works a little. And yes. then the mind gets this idea of like, well, if I just get really good at it, then I'll yeah. be able to control all my thoughts. Right. And you asymptotically can get better at that, but you reach a limit. And then instead of realizing that it's a dead end, you just fantasize, well, if I just get a little bit better, if I just had a little bit more time to meditate, eventually I'll get there. The same yeah. way the, the dead ending of uh, manifesting money, it gets you some of the way, but it never gets you meaning. Absolutely. And if you dedicate yourself to meaning, as I did my whole life, and as, of course, most Edenists do uh, to one degree or another, uh, you're going to dissonate with the, wor the, the world consciousness of the human condition mm -hmm. that rewards inauthentic manifestation up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. So if you dissonate with that, you're going to have trouble making money. But sometimes, as you just said, you will make money because you're resonating with the toxic world consciousness. Well, we have to insert J. Krishnamurti's quote, it's no measure of health to be mm -hmm. well adjusted to a sick society here. And not only will it work resonatively, right. but you'll be lauded and rewarded for it by yes. people who will shake your hand and say, good job willfully overriding your emotions, uh, you're hired, you know. Yes. Or, boy, you certainly positively manipulated me in that job interview. So I know you'll manipulate our, our, manipulate new customers to get more business to our, our, our firm. Yeah. So, you know, rewarding inauthenticity and uh, speculative strategy. Uh, Edenists, the healthier they get, the less they can employ strategies because they're too busy beginning to embody raw being. Mm -hmm. Raw being has no room left. The rawest of real being has no room 
for strategy. Uh, that's why we oftentimes call the, the green and authentic self the strategic self, because it's it has to strategize to survive and thrive in this world, in this dumpster fire world now. Um, they have to, it has to strategize, but that uh, that is a dead end now, especially with the indivinity ruling the roost. Uh, uh, in, the, in that way, uh, you, you've got to surrender and try to lose as much strategy as you can. And that means losing the strategy of trying to override or transcend negative emotions. They, the raw being, if it's bubbling up, well, identity's got a way to help you process them in the in the most uh, direct way. But uh, you can't get there anymore by all the old markers and the malconditioning that we've been uh, subjected to up until now. Mm. What's this going to do to our economy? Do you have any? Well, that's the question, that? isn't it? And the economy is a jury-rigged Jenga tower, you know, and uh, since 2000... Jenga? The blocks? The, yeah, the oh, Jenga. Wow. Yeah, it's a Jenga tower. Um, it's always based on the weakest uh, um, uh, configuration in the whole system. It's so into, it wasn't so interlocked before the Internet, but, but now uh, the, the use of the Internet has made, for example, um, you can have apps that run in the background that does do your investing for you by reading out trends uh, and bringing you uh, your, your investments money. And you don't have to you don't have to care where it's coming from. Maybe it's coming from BlackRock. You know, maybe mm. it's coming from from some investments that you uh, fossil fuel um, stuff. Unless you, of course, uh, program it not to look at that that particular do those particular domains, but still, the the internet has locked in um, this Jenga tower of world economy uh, that took a big hit in twenty thousand eight or two thousand eight, of course, and another one in two thousand eighteen, and now bordering on another one uh, as the bloated Jenga towers um, uh, uh, real life re uh, relationship with reality gets slimmer and slimmer and and more detached from reality uh you know we're, we're, we're we always say in this domain edenists are politically um are are, are, are um, financially conservative but politically progressive and a lot of, a lot of other adjectives and adverbs that we just made a good list of uh a yeah, few episodes ago. yeah so uh in that sense um what's going to happen to the world economy that's based literally on the will to manifest with no corrective for what greed means because the whole idea of greed if i'm starving i'm greedy for food that's reasonable if i'm homeless i might be greedy for money but greed itself is uh, is it comes from lack if, if you're not coming from lack there's no room for greed to rise in your soul, in your consciousness. There's just no more room, like strategy. Greed is the, one of the worst strategies of all, and that's what holds together the Jenga tower. Uh, what did Gordon Gecko say back on in Wall Street in, our, in your generation? Greed is yeah. good, but if you, yeah. I once wrote an article about that and it replaced, because the, the way the speech starts is greed, for lack of a better term yes. or word, is yes. good. But if you replace yes. that whole speech with self-interest, for lack of yes. a better word, is right. good, it actually makes a whole lot of healthy sense. So yes. they don't really make a distinction I mean, because he's criticizing the board members who don't actually care about the company or just spending the company's money and not actually helping it. Exactly. Um, yeah. And the difference is beautifully said there, uh, Joseph, because self-interest can be healthy or unhealthy. Uh, immature or mature, 
But greed is way over to the unhealthy side, unless you're starving or homeless. Uh, and, and most of the people holding the Jenga tower of world economy together, the, the, the slats are getting pulled out because it's no longer supported by a will or greed to manifest dynamic. So uh, something has to collapse uh, in a way for something new to arise in its place. And we're all hoping, and myself included, that it doesn't put us back to some sort of uh, ice age or world riots for hunger and uh, uh, that it's in a worst case scenario, a lot of doomsayers are, are, are warning about. So we're we're that's that's the question of the day, uh, especially with when in the topic about money here, is because what should you do? In other words, uh, a lot of people are looking for gurus, financial gurus, to tell them what to do to hedge and be one of the few who are not affected by uh, some sort of collapse or run on the banks, uh, yeah. um, like Credit Suisse happened recently, and uh, a couple other banks that are collapsed and consolidating. So it's ominous, but again, if you have learned, as we are learning always in Eden identity, to trust, uh, and if you're abiding with your emotions as positive, all of them as positive, even when they're horrible as, as message bearers, um, then you're going to be drawing your financial world to you exactly in tune with your inner health. So whatever is going to happen, like the COVID thing, I, Brie and I just were never afraid of it. We just were, it was not in our world, so we never got it uh, up to us. It took two years before we finally got it on a closed airplane with masks, by the way. Yeah. Um, but still, it wasn't part of our world to be afraid of it. Um, and it's the same principle here. Uh, whatever collapses, those of us who are traveling on a meaning-based life arc uh, this lifetime, uh, a, a world line that's um, that's surrendered in and, in and more in resonance with divinity than not in resonance with it, whatever happens, well, we're going to be guided. Uh, one day, if if, if uh, I'm, I'm told to, to get out um, half of our, our sa savings and, and make it into gold, I'll do it. Um, well, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I trust that some message will come through. So the collapse will mostly, will affect everybody, even those of us who are on a, on a, on a clear, cleaner track, but it'll, it'll, it'll affect those of us who are on a cleaner track, emotively and spiritually. Yeah, just like COVID. Yes. Yeah. Just like yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So COVID hardly affected me at all. I mean, I work at home, so that was easy, but, um, yeah, yeah it, it, it affected people to the degree they were sort of bought into that fear-based system exactly um, and so yeah people either took it too seriously or not seriously enough because they weren't right. in reality to start with exactly i love that how you said that that both ends of the spectrum were are, are open you up to it too careless or too careful mm -hmm. uh, based in, in in anxiety and panic or lackadaisical oh this is all a hoax stuff and of course, in that sense, uh, the greed uh, uh, was pounced on by Big Farm and, mm -hmm. uh, and in bed with the CDC and the World Health Organization to a large degree, not 100 percent. Yeah, never make a, never let a crisis go to waste is uh, oh, how greedy absolutely. people with a lot of power and money think. Absolutely. So in that sense, um, making uh, let's let's return to the um, um, beauty, bounty and meaning. Um, what we call beauty and bounty and meaning, of course, we have to go one more meta step with that to complete it, 
is that what we call or relate to or define as beauty, bounty, and meeting is going to depend on our filters uh, of, of still a persistent unconscious wounding. What uh, someone who has cleared more uh, of their of their authentic, emotional, soulful self is going to have a very different definition of beauty, bounty, and meaning than uh, someone who hasn't. So in our definition, uh, beauty is uh, just as important. Uh, I love whoever said, I always forget, man does not live by bread alone. Uh, whoever said that was implying that, that there's another dimension to the human heart and soul that needs beauty. Now, it doesn't need to have a tacky uh, uh, $10,000 gold tack, uh, toilet like in uh, the Trump Tower. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but beauty. He really has it. a gold toilet. Oil, all gold, uh, pure gold toilet. I knew about uh, the gold sort of milieu, oh, but yeah. there's a toilet um, made out of gold. Yeah, I don't know if it's the whole porcelain is coated with gold or it's just the seat, but yeah, it's a gold toilet. Yeah, it's a big joke. Um, so anyway, uh, beauty for an Edenist um, is resonating with the spirit, our spiritualized humanity. Whatever resonates with our spiritualized humanity is beauty. You can see beauty in the wind. Like, remember Forrest, was it Forrest Gump? Uh, there was a movie where, where uh, no, it, was, it wasn't Forrest Gump, where, where there was a, um, a, a trash bag being flitted up into the air. American the Beauty. Wind. American Beauty, right. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was mesmerizing. I don't know how they did that. Uh, they could have had fans blowing. Oh, no, there are places. I, I went to elementary school. There was a place that always did that yeah, with leaves and whatever trash. Same. Yeah. But this went so long. I it was, was a good one, yeah. It was a really good one. Mm -hmm. So that that's beauty. Um, beauty, there is. there was some metaphor in that trash bag, um, a floating, uh, inflating, deflating, moving, that spoke to me about consciousness um, mm. and, and, and how that's how fragile and, and fine consciousness is, is affectable. Oh, you know, I never really made experience. that connection in that film. Of course, um, Kevin Spacey's character is oh, lusting right. after this young girl yeah. right. completely inappropriately. And he's, you know, having this midlife crisis and starting to smoke weed. And he represents <laughs> green looking yes. for meaning. Yes. And meanwhile, um, there's this teenager with a video camera who actually has an appreciation for meaningfulness and beauty. And yes. hence the title of the film, American Beauty. So we have this juxtaposition. And then the uh, his daughter has this um, obsession with having big enough breasts and, right, um, right. you know, and, and he sees her beauty regardless of that. And um, yeah, it really no, is a no, nice no. Just, juxtaposition oh. of those. And of course, the character uh, of that that goofy guy uh, was deemed uh, completely unacceptable by his marine father, who turned out to be gay. Yeah, Chris Cooper's then. character. Yeah. Oh my God! Um, but he was he he was uh, seen as an outcast. But he was the one that had the clearest view of purity, of mm -hmm. purity. And so for him, beauty was purity. Uh, remember, he said also. Uh, sometimes the most beautiful thing he would look at is a dead a dead um, animal yeah. in the road, right? Uh, the incredible beauty of that death. So in that sense, of course, he's a weirdo uh, by all uh, standard conditioning in this country, at least. Mm -hmm. So he represented um, something along those lines, and he's the one that videotaped that beautiful sonata, a mm -hmm. visual sonata of that trash bag. Mm -hmm. 
So beauty, bounty, and meaning, of course, are all up for definitions depending on the filters through which you define your terms. Uh, um, so beauty and bounty for us and, and, and who are embodying more emoto soulful authenticity than the uh, the emoto soulful inauthenticity. Bounty is whatever life brings us. And if we find it difficult to bear not enough of what the lower, uh, life brings us, um, then uh, we, we get to look inside of why we can't just trust and surrender as opposed to scrambling to fill the hole. That's right? what I wanted to jump on right there. Um, it, it, it's occurring to me that the, the, the embodied soul has an implicit trust in life and co-creates beauty, bounty, and meaning. Uh-huh. Yes. And the, um, the, the green in us, the inauthentic strategic self, tries to willfully create those things. Yes. And hence our relationship. It's coming from lack because right. it, it feels powerless to begin with. And so then it willfully tries to create um, in control um, to be able to have it on its terms. But beauty, bounty, and meaning are never solely on our terms. No. It never, never works. No, it's a, you can't create it. It's mm-hmm. got to be freed up to resonate uh, with life uh, mm-hmm. in that way. It's co-created, as you say. And, and think of it that way. Think of not just the Jenga tower of our financial human world, but the human world in general doesn't have beauty, bounty, and meaning uh, built into its structural and expressive uh, uh, bandwidths. And so there's very little way to get outside of it to, to really feel what Joseph and I are talking about here today. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of exquisite kind of um, mm-hmm. security is not the right word, but, but um, contentment that comes with being in resonance with the co-creative reality of beauty, bounty, and meaning. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like an, ex- it's an existential safety that's not based in any content at all. You're not That's safe. Right. You're That's not safe right. because of the roof over your head or because of the money you no. have. You just no. are safe because you're in the divine and you can feel it. Yes. And I'd like to footnote that or, or cite it in a, or ibid it uh, <laughs> in the old days um, that uh, that's where the term identity comes from. Mm. Uh, identity comes from uh, creating an, an inner state that is not a heaven on earth. There's all sorts of shit happening on uh, every day that we have to deal with. It's not a heaven on earth. It's earth as it is as heaven. And that's mm-hmm. why Eden, 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 identity, we went back and forth. Edenism is too ismy. Um, and so we kind of softened it, uh, Brie and I, with identity. Uh, so people, some think, people th- still say it's identity. Which, I did that uh, for a while, yeah. <laughs> we all did uh, while we got <laughs> used to it. Uh, and that's understandable for another reason we won't get into. But but that's exactly what you're describing is a state of Edenness. And so where Joseph, just so you know, and for those of us, uh, for those anyone who's listening to the podcast who knows about our past terminology, mm-hmm. we're completely um, uh, uh, replacing enheartenment and uh, um, Atma Brahmesh with Edenity. Eden, Edenness, in other words, that that center piece uh. of the three circles 
the ultimate of, of attaining personhood, sagehood, and sainthood. Oh, one. Like, like, like serenity, a state it, of identity. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. So now, and that just sort of unfolded the last six months or so. Uh, we're changing all the charts. It seems obvious it, now. Yeah, of course. It? I mean, it's yeah, of so course, crazy. it's not technically a state because it's not a noun, no. but yeah. No, it's. it's but it's a verb, yeah. uh, and a verb is is halfway between is is not a noun, but it's still nouny relative to nothing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what that's where we could talk about uh, Gotama's uh, picture of uh, ego. Uh, oh, you want to go there? No, no, no. Oh, okay, that's what we were talking about before you started. Yeah, yeah, filming yeah. Today. yeah. So, uh, um, in that way, uh, the uh, the flow of life in beauty, bounty, and meaning. Uh, that you actually start to magnetize to you uh, yinfully uh, becomes enough. Uh, yeah. I, I, we live in a, a, a sweet little hundred-year-old studio separate house that um, is only about 800 square feet, between 700 and 800 square feet. But it's 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 enough. It, we both want a bigger place. We're getting a little. Um, we want a little bigger spot, and we're still renters, of course. Uh, being paradigm, uh, being a paradigm inceptor, and going with all, everything we're just saying here. I never attracted a lot of money. Just some stability here and there, but I never was homeless. So that's all fine. Um, I like that you have plenty of money, um, uh, and so we only work. I like it I, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's so great. I love that you have that, and I and so um, well, I'm sur- I'm sur- we're surrounded by people who love us and respect us. So in any sort of difficulty, um, we have a little community where we'll help each other one way or another mm-hmm. uh, in any sort of big collapse or world crisis. Right? Uh, we'll tr- we'll do our best to help each other. So in that in that way. Uh, I'm, I'm, I worry less about money than Bree does. Um, Bree is uh, more in touch with a lot of the technical aspects of our world. I'm more in the uh, non-technical, but we, we have over big overlaps there. Uh, and I don't, I don't worry about money so much. I'm don't worry about being penny wise and pound foolish. Uh, and, so in that sense, well, let me insert something here about, um, my own experience these days. So I had a 30% drop in my revenue over the last month or so. And I immediately noticed the willfulness, the willful green in me. That's like, all right, well, let me do the things I know will make it rain. Cause I, <laughs> the rainmaker. Oh, yeah. I love that. Cause yes. I, I don't know if I still am because I don't really let that out so much anymore, but I used to be a very good willful manifester and yes. have, thrown together a lot of revenue really fast and i just saw i was like okay so there's a dip i've got enough savings there's no need to snap into green action here i'm gonna do i'm gonna do nothing even though i could i could go find the money i'm gonna do nothing and just sit in this discomfort and reflect on what's going on and do my work And I was right. talking to your wife, Bree, about it. And she's like, well, maybe you need a break. And it was like, yeah, that's one of the things that occurred to me. Um, and what I see, though, is because I've had some um, business owners come to me wanting help. And there was one in particular I was talking to because I'm losing the ability to do pure business coaching. Congratulations. Slowly. Yes, thank Congratulations. you. Yes. I, I, I still can do it, but like without a without any psycho-spiritual context, I'm losing the ability to do that. And I was talking to, to a pr- prospective client, and he was talking about what he needed. And I wasn't even being very overt about what I was seeing or what I saw the path was. But at one point, uh, it was really vivid in my mind. He's like, well, I don't need a therapist. 
And him saying that told me he really needs a therapist. <laughs> of course, only someone who did would say that. Yeah. And so when he said that, I was like, huh, I must be, uh, you know, semi-consciously guiding him into an internal look at himself in a way yeah. he doesn't want to do. Yeah, it triggered him. Right? Yeah, it, exactly. And, and I, yeah, exactly. It's a shoe fit. And I wasn't even being that heavy handed, no. but apparently right. it was enough. Yeah. Uh, and we had a lovely conversation and I never heard from him again. Yes, and of course. so um, I'm looking at like, oh, maybe this dip is, and this has happened before, so it wouldn't be a surprise. It's a, it's a, a leveling up of what I'm doing where I can't, I can't go to, um, I can't do psycho-spiritually claustrophobic domains like I used to, non-psycho-spiritually um, based work. Uh, I'm losing the ability to do that because it's just not me, one. Yeah. Two, yeah. it's less and less effective with people um, yeah. every, every month that goes by. Blame, uh, in, blame, in, blame yin divinity for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it just doesn't work. And so why would I do it then? If it's not an expression of me and it's working less and less effectively, what would right. be my reason for doing it? To make money? Well, yeah. that's not meaning based, you know? Yes. And right. so the more of the people who are not interested in that kind of work that I lose, the more I make room for to attract the people who really um, are interested in listening to and, and doing the, the deeper work. And that is working. That is happening where it's sort of like, um, you know, the some of the water leaks out of the bucket and then it gets filled back. But there is a, a period of time in there where, the, the lack is a little bit scary and the what if and, you know, my green goes into, um, you know, uh, but I only have, you know, 14 months of liquid savings around. Oh, really? That's not enough. How many would you want? <laughs> Infinity amounts of liquid savings. Yeah, but that's would that make you happy? Yeah. Um, right. So that you'd be insulated, you know, from yes. the uh, right. it's a hedge against the chaos yes. of reality, which we talked about before we went on air. Exactly. Exactly right. It's a it's a it's a fear based um, hedge against the chaos of reality. Yeah. And the one thing that uh, the Zen path taught me um, was to, in a, in the contemplative way, um, really get a, a gut a gut churning reality check that our our what we would call our control shadow aspects. Um, are so terrified by the actual existential chaos of life that they have to impose an order on it. And yeah. that order becomes entwined and, and uh, wrapped into what we call our, our separate eye sense. And mm -hmm. so that order is a neurotic projection. And you're not really living until you're surfing and, and falling off your surfboard quite a bit into the mm -hmm. wave. What kind of chaos reality really is uh we're the jungle uh that we all evolved from um now has turned into concrete jungles uh mm -hmm. with all sorts of deeper kinds of dimensions of uh, uncertainty so uh in that way uh, to ride the um un uh, the unpredictable waves of life that we call chaos is to be in tune with life instead of trying to create an artificial human neurotic based projection that insulates us from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the inauthentic self sees beauty, bounty and meaning as nouns. It can create, capture and file away. Keep, create, keep, capture and keep. Keep, turn on and off like a faucet. 
Yeah. And well, what the, the reality, the, uh, the unfortunate for Green's reality is that beauty, and bounty, beauty, bounty, and meaning and chaos are inextricably intertwined. Yes. And that, that's yes. a sainthood thing. Well, that's a, pers- that's a triplehood thing. Triple, triple hood, yes. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what the tragedy, Joseph, I saw. I love the track uh, that you just illuminated there because um, the, 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 the um, West's metaphysically uh, founded um, worldviews are all about what, we, what you just said, but the East goes to the other end and subtracts the self altogether as either unreal or neurotic in itself mm-hmm. um, and so they don't have any picture in the middle where you can have one foot in humanness and one foot in spirit uh, completely resonantly when you're not uh, operating out of your emotively inauthentic selfhood and mm-hmm. all of its projections but of course buddhism and Advaita Vedanta, hinduism Advaita Vedanta's uh, uh, esoteric version of hinduism they all they all were seeded all the religions in a pre-psychological era so they've got they either got to go wholesale um, uh, too too much bloated like the West or too spare on the East and identity hits that middle right down the middle. Mm. And that's that's exactly what you were illuminating with what you just said. I want to break down the the three hoods and how it relates how each of the hoods relates to the ability to be with beauty, bounty, and meaning as chaos. I want to All break right, that down? Go, go, you go want me to it. do it? Oh, well, that was great. So pers- in personhood, it would be. Oh, I mean, each one of them you could write pages about. Um, yep. I mean, it's hard to cover beauty, bounty, and meeting. They're so broad, all of them. But I'd say in personhood, there's you have to heal your the fear of being, which includes unworth at near the very bottom, to be yes. able to feel personally and soulfully worthy to receive that goodness Yes, such that it doesn't have to be nounified and organized or um, modified in some way because real goodness is actually extremely threatening to uh, yes. protection mechanisms because it, it makes you feel out of control. Real joy is is terrifying to, to green at first. Um, yeah. So that's one piece of the personhood piece. You want to add anything to that before we go to yeah, say joy? Um, I'll just, yeah, just a little bit of, I'll um, just tweak it slightly that um, uh, in the sense that um, Self-love, which is a term that's bandied about out there, which is really mm-hmm. bizarre to me. I, um, you, when you, we know it's important. We just don't well, know what it is. Well, <laughs> species. I, I've, got, I, I've made some progress on that. Let's mm-hmm. run, run this by you. Um, the actual experience of self-love that's not at all uh, um, hard to feel and be is self-goodness. Mm. That's the actual state, not self-love. Self-love, people who are have, have are in a good state of self-love are so busy being loved, they wouldn't call it self-love. They're just being it too much. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the feeling of self-love is a feeling of innocent self-goodness. And that's the goal of EBE's personhood track, is to help you um, help that 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 horribly mis malconditioned and uh, misaligned with reality and authentic selfhood that we all have uh, to learn to heal to down all the way down to self goodness, which is really undistinguishable from self worth. 
It's something. It's not something you do. It's something. No. It's a place that's already there that you come from. Exactly right. Mm. It's the, it's already there. We just have to, as we say so often, remove the blocks to having it fountain up in us. Mm. So you can ha- you can't have self worth without feeling self goodness, and you can't have self goodness without fe- having self worth. But self worth is one for me one step more meta meta mental. Mm-hmm. Self worth, self goodness, I can feel. Yeah. I can't feel self worth, but I know it's there. Else I couldn't feel self goodness. I'm worthy of being uh-huh. intrinsically good. Mm-hmm. See? And then so beauty that, and bounty, beauty, bounty and meaning becomes an outer reflection of that internally realized and lived truth. Exactly right. Exactly. That's the personhood track. Yes. That's the personhood. All right. Sagehood. Well, yeah, that yes. was a challenging one, especially this late in the podcast when I start to get hungry. Okay. Uh, yeah. So We're, sagehood. Yeah, we got about, about eight more minutes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so sagehood, well, certainly the over-identification with mind causes us to nounify all things, when the, uh, and the over-identification with mind um, stops us from being able to abide with the radical impermanence that life is, and yes. so beauty, bounty, and meaning, if they are part, of, part and parcel of that um, divine chaos, then our over-identification with mind would cause us to, well, try to pick up water with a net, the net of yes. the mind, and it would never <laughs> they, work. They, because by default, we'll try to nounify, as you said mm-hmm. earlier, the beauty, bounty, and meaning when they're all co-created verbs with experience, mm-hmm. right? So in that sense, uh, w- w- while you're unenlightened, uh, when you're not mental body and soul, you, you're, what you're going to do is be trapped by default in the kingdom of thingdom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, instead of the queendom of abidement, uh, there's no because yeah, the, the beauty, bounty, and meeting like it's uh, it it's not it's not on your terms really at all necessarily, and it can come at come and arise in any moment. So if you have a preset mental picture of what your beauty, bounty, and meaning is then um, you may just miss it. Like I have this thing, when I look really closely at insects, especially if you can see their eyes, yes, for some uh-huh. reason I always see God in them, and it will sometimes bring me to tears. Yes. And I, I've never had like decided I'm going to experience the divine by looking at insects. That's just yes. what happened. Yeah. Um, and it just arises in the moment, and I didn't plan for sure. that to happen. It's just a way I experience the divine for some weird reason, especially spiders. Oh. Uh, I'm right with you on that one. Um, uh, uh, what's the God? I, these days, especially on the track we're on, I'm I'm spinning here in all three hoods. <laughs> uh, uh, dragonflies. Mm. Um, I first saw uh, in the eyes of dragonflies God. Um, yeah. And so, in that sense, if you're seeing. Well, now we're into sainthood, though. Um, yeah. Well, we're uh, moving past. Well, there's more to say about say, say, It leads there, right? Because you got to be emptied out. That's another thing. Yes. You have to have <laughs> enough excess self emptied out so that you can bring in the beauty and bounty <laughs> that brought to you by the divine. Uh, another way to say that, a little more... Uh, excess least, self is uh, not identity friendly. Yes, how would we say <laughs> no, that? Not, but but it's, it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's literally, you have to tabula rasa the mind. Yeah. 
the mind in order to allow soul consciousness and the soul's mental body, which is not attached to order and projections, to start operating in your consciousness. You've got to get time. You've got to lose your mind to well, gain God. Yeah. And so if I look at my own experience, it's like I, I, I experience myself way less as a noun than I used to. Yes. And that's right. what allows that to come through. Because if you're yeah. a noun, then right. what's going to come through you? You know, it's like right. you can't you can't put a car through a house. It has, it can, but it can go through the rain. Yes, <laughs> <You know? laughs> nice, Joseph. Exactly, exactly right. So sainthood. Let's let's tie that up. Okay, um, sainthood. Um, beauty, bounty, and meaning. We have already basically talked about that this whole time. Yeah. Well, then the there's a beauty and bounty and meaning not being on your terms. You yes. have to be surrender. You have to surrender your outcomes and expectations to uh, something that knows way better than you do, so mm -hmm. that you can accept the beauty, bounty, and meeting that is your soul's birthright, not yes. necessarily your greens' expectations and plans. Oh, baby, you nailed that one, bud. Nothing to add to that one. <laughs> oh, exactly right. So in this sense, uh, let's let's close it off for today. Um, the summation sentence I'd like to have here, or like to put into the space is that um, having plenty of money on the outside is not the cause of life satisfaction. It's the result mm. um, of an inner peace and uh, magnanimity and serenity that comes when all three of those hoods have been um, got uh, healed to uh, 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 to reverse our default, maybe two thirds. I don't think any of us uh, as seed bearers here and as seed strewers. Uh, I'm a seed uh, grower. You're you're a seed strewer. Uh, your own seed. You grow your own seed, or you take a you take in my seeds and and hybridize them mm. with you, and then you're strewing them, and we're mm -hmm. both strewing our own seeds now. Mm -hmm. um, that that uh, uh, that draws to us uh, a certain inner state that draws a whole different definition of life satisfaction. And that's how uh, plenty of money doesn't buy, it might buy temporary happiness, but it won't buy joy. Uh, and for us, happiness is for uh, survival, um, not, not for thrival. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it's the, uh, uh, um, it's the result, uh, that kind of serenity and peace is, this, is the result um, of, uh, 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 from having a right and healed, spiritualized, relationship with money money's neutral it will acquire anything that you project on it because it's not a thing uh, you will make your own thingness of money like we talked last time so to to think money will buy you life satisfaction it won't you've got to become an inner world healed to have it be to have life satisfaction the result mm -hmm. and then you'll have plenty of money just enough to you'll have enough and a bit more uh, mm -hmm. than you need uh, and, and that's exactly where you're at right now in your world and exactly where Bree and I are at right now. We want more for because we have other dreams we want to manifest. We have manifested for us in our surrender of uh, a bigger uh, uh, um, uh, a home um, uh, center for identity somewhere. Mm. Um, that's that's really our only quote unquote um, missing piece here is uh, having a center for identity, a world center for identity. Um, and then live on that property somewhere and have plenty of room for all of us to come and go as we want, who are who have been integral to building this paradigm. Yeah. Express. 
that's a, a dream I have too, a, a kind of campus. Yes, mm-hmm. campus, mm-hmm. right. I would love it to have, I'd love it to be designed by an architect, a multi-million dollar thing with three circles. You know how Apple's uh, campus is a big circle? Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. have three of them with an overlap, and e- in each of the segments of the overlaps, we design different uh, utilities uh, for the space. And, cool. Oh, I, w- I would love that. So that little drone flying overhead would see this, a tri-circled uh, building with maybe a couple of stories uh, to, uh, on it um, with uh, the three circles configuration. Would I can cool? see it. I don't know if it's going to happen this life, but it no, seems like right. ev- eventually. It seems eventually, like sure. Really, it seems something yeah. seems very real and inevitable about that. So, so that's a, that's our, um, I think, um, a pretty good coverage. Uh, mm-hmm. We can go into the deep metaphysics of paradigms, which I think our next series will be on. Um, uh, Joseph, maybe you can put some words to that when I when I complete here in the next ten seconds. Uh, but we could we in our in our podcast of the the the, the um, state of the world, which we did recently, and now with money and included politics in the state of the world. We can show how identity affects all of the domains of the human experience. Yeah, I don't know how well I can put words around it, but we we had a email conversation about um, uh, I don't know parad- advanced paradigmatic uh, refinement and deconstruction through an identity lens, <laughs> something like that. A, di- a deep dive into all world paradigms. Oh uh, yeah. From, uh, from uh, just looking at them through the lens of identity, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we did a little bit of that uh, a while back, but I, we didn't go really deep into multiple paradigms. Right. But that would be, I mean, that's like super fun for me. So why not? Oh, that, to me, that's where so much of my juice of my heart and soul uh, is, is, um, is uh, bubbles. <laughs> that's yeah. all I can say. All right. Well, let's do that. There's certainly a lot Alrighty. of material there. Thank you, Stace. Thank you, listeners. Keep listening. And um, uh, yeah, this is going to print. I can't remember. Well, I'm going to do the announcement about the June 17th thing. I don't know if that's, I can't remember if this is going to publish before or after that, but we have that talk going on uh, on Eric's Clubhouse app um, yes. coming up soon. 17th, right? That's yeah, the, the 17th. 17th Saturday. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if, I think this is going to publish right before that, maybe. Yeah, the Friday any, before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. In any case, uh, hope to hear slash see you then. Thank you again, Stace, and we wish you well in your journey. Thanks for listening to the Heart of Soul podcast. To learn more about Stace Barron and Identity, please visit identity.org. To learn more about Joseph Shapiro, visit clearandopen.com. Until next time, we wish you well on your journey.